Hey guys, I'm Garrett. And I'm Jason, and welcome to the Small Town Pilgrims Podcast. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So, get ready for the truth. Hey everybody, welcome to episode two of the Small Town Pilgrims Podcast. I am Jason. And I am Garrett. 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 With a T. Two T's. Uh, t- double T's. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Um, so, uh, first episode, it's it's out there. It's out. Yeah. If you're if listening you, to this, you probably listened to the first one, I hope. I hope. <laughs> if not, if not, guess what you need to do? Go do that. Go back. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, on the first episode at the end, let's let's go ahead and uh, eliminate the elephant in the room. And I'm not t- talking about your Alabama Crimson Tide. I'm talking about the fact that we said that we were introducing a folks to a new song. And on many platforms, they were not able to hear the song. Uh, it was Bizzle's Way Up. Uh, you originally didn't like that song. I originally did not. It was just too laid back, I guess. Just at the time, I was just more in a mood of wanting some fast rap, fast spitting them, spitting them lyrics, some, spitting them, some hardcore CHH. That's right. <laughs> but uh, but you you grew to like it, I think, mainly because of Bizzle's kind of stance on things. He's, I mean, he's a he's a straight up believer. That's what, that's what he believes in. You know, he's, 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 he's all Christ all the time, you know? So, and, and, and the lyrics of his song, uh, the more I listen, is just awesome. Yeah. He's, he's very theological. He likes to add a lot of Bible into his and stuff and date, you know, dating as well. All those God over money guys are really good at that. So, um, so we're going to continue our reviewing Romans, uh, episode, uh, you know, episode one was a reviewing Romans. Episode two will be a reviewing <laughs> Romans. We hope to add some more different uh, kinds of episodes. You know, I mean, you've discussed maybe looking at some out of context verses, maybe looking at some of the stuff that uh, that we were caught up in before. You know, God really fo- refocused our minds on the Word of God and and stuff like that. Some everyday theology and stuff like that. But um, we hope to start adding those soon. Um, but uh on the with reviewing romans we kind of take the sermons that i preach on uh on uh sundays and we you kind of break them help me break them down we kind of look at some deep things you all add your insights as somebody who has listened to the sermon and and those sorts of things but now uh also we weren't able to do service together this sunday um went back facebook live so and I believe you caught it on on YouTube, so we'll put uh, we'll put the link to the YouTube of the video in in the show notes, so that you guys can go back and listen to that. Um, hopefully, it's helpful and life changing for you. Um, but uh, that being said, uh, anything that you wanted to add from your week there, G? Anything that you had weighing on your heart and or mind? Well, going back to, uh, you said something about the Alabama Crimson Tide. Oh, my uh, goodness. You know, I don't know if we're going to have football this year. 
Yeah. Yeah. If they do, they're going to have to wear a mask under their face mask. Uh, okay. Kay Ivey said, uh, has, has done a statewide mandate today. Yeah, uh, we'll start okay. tomorrow. At 5 p.m. Um, oh, okay. I yeah, don't have Facebook, so I can't get updated on the news. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, and if y'all wonder why Garrett never shares anything from Small Town Pilgrims, it's because he never sees anything on there from Facebook from them. He's, he's, uh, he's Facebook free. He's living that good life. Going about he's three months that... now, I think. Yeah, and it's, yeah, hey, yeah, but it's, it's made you more sane, I promise you that. Um, I, if I see another thing about whether we should or shouldn't wear a mask, I think I'm just going to wear a mask for the rest of my life. That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> over my eyes. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wear it over my eyes. Now, they didn't say where you had to wear it. so That's true. You could put it on your arm, I guess, I if you want to. Your leg. <laughs> I'm wearing a mask. I wear it on, on my leg. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, my opinion on uh mask is that I – I guess I don't have much of an opinion. I did wear a mask uh, over the time we were camping. I went to Piggly Wiggly to pick up some ice. And the reason I put on my mask, there wasn't a mandate in the town that we were in. But the reason I put on the mask is because I saw a lady who I was sure had cancer. You know, she oh, yeah. she, she didn't have hair. looked like she'd been going through treatments and stuff. And she put on a mask. And because I love my neighbor. I put on my mask, yep. you know, I mean, that's the way I look at it. If you, if you want to love your neighbor and put on your mask, do it. Absolutely. Um, it, it's not, of course, it's, it's not, they're not telling us to wear a mask and that's somehow making us sin. Right. So exactly. just put it on, do with it until you get home. Exactly. And, and, you know, and you know me, I'm libertarian. Yeah. I don't like anybody mandating nothing to me, but you know, if it's going to help me love my neighbor, I'll love my neighbor. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how I'll treat it. But, and uh, I thought you were going to mention uh, uh, old Nick Saban and his interesting comments he made, uh, but I guess well, not. We'll, we'll, we just won't go there. We'll avoid, we'll avoid that. Uh, I have actually seen some diehard Alabama fans say that they were done with Saban, and that's very unusual because Saban is the king of all Alabama football now. They've all forgotten Bear Bryant. They love Saban now. Who? who, who what was that name you said? I don't Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, God will forgive y'all. Yep. Um, I but, hope uh, so. <laughs> well, we know he has forgiven us, so that's good. Amen. But, um, let's get into this text. Um, I, I'm surprised at how much I enjoyed just these three verses, uh, doing the study on them, looking at, you know, different commentaries, looking at the word itself digging into some of the cross references that I had and also just how much I enjoyed preaching on it. I think that we touched on in this, some of the stuff that me and you and some around us were tied up in some of the, some of the false teaching that we heard, we were able to, I was able in this text to yeah. really, I think exposit the fact that that was a false teaching. If we look at these verses in context, so Let's. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and read the verses um, that we use. It's it's Romans six uh, verses uh, five through seven. Um, now hear the infallible word of God. Also, I'm going to start adding, Garrett. I, 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 
you'll see tonight when I preach uh, the sermon for the B2B, our first B2B tonight. I think I'm going to I think I'm going to start saying now hear the infallible and inspired word mm-hmm. of God. Uh, for if we have been united with him in a death like his, yeah. we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now we pray that God would touch somebody's heart and reveal something through his revealed word, you know, and through this podcast and what we ha- we discuss here. Um, but just starting out, uh, Garrett, I know you watched the video. I don't know if you watched it more than once. Uh, I expect you to memorize every single word so that you can recite it to me. <laughs> oh, oh, but, but I'll get on but, it. Yeah, but you know that's that's probably not going to happen, right? I mean, we. I I started out, I think, right. with something yeah. that we've all struggled with, and that's dealing with sin. Um. I think the Christian has the hardest time dealing with sin in their life. I think that I honestly think that the Christian has a harder time dealing with sin in their life than a sinner who's coming to Christ at times. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I know in my case that that was the case for me, you know, just throughout my Christian walk, how many times I've had to deal with sin in my life and how difficult it's been. And, I think uh, oh, yeah. I came up with three reactions. And if you think, if you can think of any more, I, I, I would welcome that. But I feel like that maybe I encompassed all of the different reactions that the Christian has to sin. Uh, first one is to question your Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. Am I even really saved if I can just keep sinning like this? To me, I think that's the first one. I think that's one of the top ones. Um, we, we look at the transformation that we have in Christ and we think that we can just do away with it because we make it, we, we, we sin and we mess up. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I I think for, for me, I guess in, in the way we grew up, it was a, it's, I don't think it was necessarily taught, but, it it almost seems like it was in a way that if you do sin, mm-hmm. you should question your Christianity. Yeah, if you are even saved, I, I think you're right. And and I'll I'll even I'll even take you one further. I remember being in a uh, youth rally, and the preacher uh, during their preaching said, "If uh, you have a car wreck and die tonight, and as you're dying, you say a cuss word, you have no time to repent. You're going to hell." Brother, that is that is <laughs> mm. that is no blessed assurance there. That's a complete lack of it. No, <laughs> and, and and I think that a lot yeah. of people are taught that, and a lot of people just feel that that if I can continue sinning after I've known Christ, well, how can I be His? You know. And you know, and another way that I reacted, you know, Garrett, I, I think it probably is across the board is to just hide and ignore sin. You know, I'm supposed to be this Christian. People can't know I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, you know, when you were a child and 
you you did something that you didn't necessarily want your mother and father to find out about. Right. And that's how a whole bowl of SpaghettiOs got stuck under the couch, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We we hide and ignore it. You know, we act like it's not there. If it's not there, it's it's fine. It's like yeah, it doesn't exist. Exactly. But, you know, it's looming in the background. Now, the illustration I used is a true to life illustration. Um, you know, we were camping last weekend and I uh, Casey's paddleboard, I went to pick it up. And uh, I picked it up, and sure enough, there's a snake under it. Mm. And it's looming, waiting to strike. Luckily, the paddleboard was between me and it, and it ran straight into the went straight into the hole that it was coming out of. So I didn't have to kill it, and because if I had to kill it, then Jesse never would have forgave me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's a he's a lover of snakes for sure. He's a snake man. He's a snake man. Um. You know, God will, God's going to deliver him one day from that, but uh, he's uh, he, he loves snakes. He tells he says they ain't going to bother you if you leave them alone. Well, they bother you if they bite you. So <laughs> yes, yes, they will, Jesse. They it will. was bothering me by being under my paddleboard. Exactly. So you know, I think that that's that's the problem with hiding and ignoring it. It's always looming, waiting to strike at any time. Right? Oh yeah. Yep. Um, and then lastly, I think is the last way that I, that I would deal with sin in my life before, you know, God changed my heart and life by bringing me back to his word. Yeah. And that's to excuse and deny it. I'm under grace. I can do what I want. You know, God still loves me. And that's antinomianism. Yep. That's something they dealt with in the early church. That's why James was written. You know, I mean, the, grace is not the license to sin. Grace is the deliverance from sin in your life, you know? Yeah. And, you know, we, and we were taught we should have known better that we could just do what we want. It's fine. God still loves you. In fact, we were almost taught to, to the point that we don't sin because we're in, because we're saved. Right. Right. Then nothing we do is sin because we're saved. Yeah. So, so do what you want. Well, do what thou wilt is the satanic principle. That's, that's, uh, that was old Alistair Crowley's favorite saying was do what thou wilt, do what you want to do, do what feels good. Yeah. So, and you know, Paul, he did not like this, you know. It, he found it's, he said it's completely inconsistent with salvation's purpose. Exactly, which yeah. is to produce holy lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not live the way we want to. Exactly. Um, and and here's the thing: it's the natural reaction. Yeah. The yeah. Conv- the conviction of sin that comes through the Holy Spirit is the natural reaction to sin. Uh, for the believer, should be. Yeah. So to ex- to excuse and say it's not sin, that's that goes against everything that Christ Christ taught. You know, his first what was his first message when he came out of the uh, wilderness? Repent and believe the gospel. Repent yep. was the first word of his first sermon. <laughs> so I I don't think that it's consistent with Christ, Paul, or any other part of Scripture. No. Um, but now I think in this text, the best thing about this text is that Paul gives us an answer to every one of these reactions to sin. Um, 
he answers it very clearly. Um, because Paul is teaching here that the old man dies with Christ, but not the old nature. And that's the big distinction, I think, in the church today. We think the old nature is dead. And that's why we get so surprised by sin in our life. And we, we think that we're not saved or we think, oh, I got to hide this. Or we think, oh, it's fine. It's because we don't think that the old nature can still creep up on us because like, no, uh-uh. it's, it's uh, Christ killed the old nature. Well, the old man died with the old nature the body of sin still exists. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I love in the text how Paul starts it with the good news. I always like to hear the good news first, you know, <laughs> good news is you won $5,000. The bad news is your truck just blew up. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> the good news is great. Well, now, is- I, now I guess I got a down payment. I <laughs> exactly. Guess. Exactly. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. With Carvana, you do, oh. and, they, and they'll bring it to your house. Um, they're not one of our advertisers. Um, no, we're going to have to bleep that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, love, I love this verse. It says, do you not know? Oh, wait, no, no. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Now, dude, that's good news. Amen. That is good news. You know, according to verse four of the this chapter, you know, we're supposed to be walking in newness of life. We know that. That's a right now thing. You know, the second Corinthians five seventeen, you know, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, you know. Mm-hmm. Old's passed away, the news come. And I think that this verse actually goes a little bit farther than that though. I think this verse goes to the promise of heaven. You know, I I, I think that he's saying, you know, that if we've died with Christ, then one day we will be glorified. And, you know, the reason why I say that is because I, I look at Philippians 3 um, in verse 20 and 21 when it says, um, but our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So we're citizens of heaven and he's going to transform our, our bodies and we'll be glorified. Yep. So, I mean, if you look at it, that's really the plan is to be justified by the death of Christ, to be sanctified throughout our entire lives where we're killing sin and we're and God and the Holy spirit is moving in us. And then to finally be glorified when we see Jesus face to face. And, and to me, that's the best news. That resurrection like his. Um, but now, Paul has to go to the question that we've been trying to answer for a few weeks, right? How can we who died to sin still live in it? Right. Paul never just answers one thing, anything one time. Have you noticed that? Yeah, he kind of uh, goes on about it for a minute. And I think it's because he doesn't want anybody to confuse it. Right. I, I think he doesn't want anybody to be confused about what he's saying. Um, and that's why I really, honestly, that's why I love Paul. <laughs> it's like, he's like a, he's like the special ed teacher of, uh, the Bible. 
you know, <laughs> constant review, constant review. I mean, you know, me being a special ed teacher, I mean, I, I can, I can, I can identify with what he's doing here. He's constantly reviewing saying, okay, now this is the argument. This is the question. This is the truth. This is the answer. This is the, tr- the, the argument. This is the question. This is the answer. You know, he's <laughs> right. trying to constantly give it to us. Yeah. But in, in verses six and seven, I think he's he's going forward with that. He says, we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died to sin has been set free from sin. You know, there's two thing, two terms in there that we need to look at. Right. The old self mm-hmm. and the body of sin. These are two different things. Okay, because if the body of sin was the old self, it wouldn't have to be brought to nothing because it's dead. Right. Right. And the old self is the old dead man. You know, not the undertaker. But the dead man, (laughs) the man that dies with Christ in your old dead dude, who you were. Right. Right. And the body of sin is a little different. And. I think if we look at it in context, based on the what, what comes next, what's come before, I think that the body of sin, and, and Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones agrees with me, that the body of sin that he's talking about here is the old nature. Yeah, because you, it, it tells me here, uh, you know, was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. Right. That brought to nothing. It, you know, I see that like well how can the old self be brought to nothing when we're killing it and it's already dead it's already dead so yep. yeah yeah see that's something else you see that's that's the that's the distinction that we need to make you know um the old dead man is the is the man who is still in adam's sin still guilty in adam's sin yeah and paul here teaches that he was crucified. That's past tense. You know, that's happened at a point in time. That happens at repentance and, you know, trust in Christ. It's it's a done deal. It's over with. Um, so if we look at that as in the past, we got to look at what what's, when is the body of sin brought to nothing? It says that it might be brought to nothing. Right. So if it might be brought to nothing, that points me to the future. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's something that has to be in the future. And I think the, what Paul's trying to say here is that if we know, if we can just understand that the old man died with Christ, it's in the past. I've called you unto myself. The Holy Spirit has immersed you in Christ. You repent. You trust in Christ. You are born again. It's happened. It's a done deal. Now nothing can pluck you out of my hands. Then that sin that so easily besets us, that body of sin, the flesh that feels good, then it can be brought to nothing if we can understand the assurance that we have in Christ. And that's part of our sanctification. Exactly. I mean, as part, it, it's going to be. That is it. <laughs> it. And it's our sanctification until we die. No. And after we die, we are glorified. You know, that's that's hopeful to me. Is it is it hopeful to you? I mean, absolutely. To be rid of sin, yeah. That that goes that 
that killed my best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it'd be glorious. Yeah. And <laughs> that, I can't wait <laughs> to be glorified. You know what I mean? Right. Not, not that I want to be like, oh, I'm just like Jesus, but like, I'm finally done with this, Jesus. I can look at him and say, I'm finally done with it. The thing that, that caused you to die is no longer in me. And now I can have fellowship with you forever. Amen. And and Paul is talking about sanctification throughout that whole process, I think. Oh, um, yeah. You know, he's been crucified that so that the old man's been crucified so that we can kill the sin that fights against our nature. Yep. And listen to how it's, it says sin. It doesn't say that you get uh, a little trapped in sin or that you struggle with sin. No, it says that you will no longer be enslaved to sin. Enslaved. <laughs> That's deeper than just struggle. You know what I mean? Right. What would you say is the definition of enslaved? I mean, to me, if I'm going to put it in uh, Jason's commentary version, Go ahead. I'm going to say that, that sin becomes the chain that bonds us and keeps us from being able to, to, to live the life that Christ has for us. You know what I mean? Right. He died to, he got, he died to give us a life of, of freedom and joy and peace in him. And when we are enslaved to sin, we are wrapped in chains that keep us from that. Um, and it's like I talked about in the sermon, man, you don't think uh, that sin is slavery. Ask the man who is addicted to pornography. Ask the lady who's addicted to pornography in the church yeah. that, it, that have that, that have come to Christ, but then they're trapped in this sin. Ask them about those types of things. It is like slavery to them. It's a yeah. huge it, it, it's it's torturous. It's terrible. Um, it, it seeks to destroy us and, and to kill us. You know, it, it wants us to never have the freedom of Christ in our lives. And never be assured of salvation. Exactly. And, and, and we want to be assured that, yep. you know, your, I think, didn't you say that blessed assurance is pretty much your favorite old school <laughs> Alan Jackson, him. <laughs> I mean, for right now. Sure, right now, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it, we all want assurance. You know, we yeah. all want that peace. And sin is, is, is the biggest killer and fighter of that. And then uh, I think we skip over seven because I've never thought about it. And I was reading uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones' uh, uh, sermon on yeah. this on this set of verses and he talks about this verse and dude it like it was like getting smacked in the head like <laughs> why have i never seen this he says that now if we it says for the one who has died has been set free from sin how many dead people are brought to trial because of a murder that happened after they died none how many people that are dead have had to go to trial for stealing something that was stolen after they were dead? Still none. Okay. None. Paul is saying that the dominion that sin would have over us if we have been crucified with Christ, if we are dead, dead like it says, the old self is dead. He's saying that that sin doesn't have any dominion over us. 
Christ has paid the penalty. Yeah. So we're not held liable for Adam's sin anymore. We're not held liable for that sin. Um, you know, we're not going to be cast into God's eternal wrath in hell. We're not. Because Christ has paid the penalty. If the old self is dead, if we are reborn in Christ, it's a done deal. Right. I have my ESV pulled up on my computer. Uh And uh, on the has been set free. Yeah. It says in the Greek has been justified. Yeah. We have been justified from it. It, You know, there's nothing, there's no more charge to be brought against us if we were in Christ. And that's, that's assurance there. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. So now as I'm looking at uh, that last set of verses that I pulled up, Ephesians chapter four, it's verses 17 through 24. Um, And it says, now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. That's sin, right? Mm -hmm. Listen to what Paul says next. I love this. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Exclamation point. <laughs> Long hyphen. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught him as the truth is in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God and the true righteousness and holiness. So Paul's saying here is that that old self had that old nature. That's the manner of the old self. And if we're in Christ, we have new life in Christ, then we put on a new nature. We we kill sin. We go after sin. We don't coddle up to it. We don't say, well, I'm I'm I must not be saved because I'm I, I sinned. We don't say, Well, I'm gonna hide that. I, I can't let anybody know. And we can't, you know, just say, oh, it's fine. I'm, I'm under grace. God still loves me. Right. Sin is of the old man, and that's the old nature, so we got to kill it. Yeah, we need to, I believe we need to try to, to make every effort mm-hmm. to counter sin's effect Yeah. in our life. Yeah. And now here's the fun part about that. There's no power in us to do that. Nope. <laughs> we got to no. have the Holy Spirit to do it. Yep. And what is the promise that we have in Christ? That he lives in us, right? The Holy Spirit lives in us. That power lives in us. Yeah. And, and we need to, to, to allow him to do his work, to, 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 to crucify sin in our lives. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's a blessed thing to have. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, he, 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 his work is, is so powerful in all of our lives. So... We who are in Christ cannot be in sin and continue to live in bondage to it. That's the last yep. statement of my notes, and that's I think the truth. Yep. We can't just continue to coddle it. You know, you you you've grown really fond of Spurgeon's quote that if Christ died for sin, how can I continue to trifle with the thing that killed my best friend? And we have no friend like Christ who who took our punishment, took our pain, took our shame on the tree. 
to set us free from it. Yeah, and we can't have uh, our weekend at Bernie's mm-hmm. to hang around. Right, our, our uncle Bernie. <laughs> yeah, Bernie got to go. Bernie's dead. We'd bury dead people. Yep. And we leave him buried. Don't put him up on the shelf to bring him out later. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's why we got to kill that old nature. And we can't ignore the fact that the old nature exists. You know, people who think that when we get saved, that the old nature is gone. Well, then how can we we automatically just stop sinning? And how how could we, how could that be when we know we continue to sin? When when Paul also said, "If any man says he has no sin, he is a liar." A liar. Yeah. And how can he can say things like you know, um, the things that I want to do, I don't do. The things that I don't want to do is what I do. You know what I mean? He <laughs> he had he had struggle with sin. Yep. He and if you look at the the kind of the overarching theme in his. Uh, in his in his works, it seems like the the one of the things that he struggled with the most was his own pride, his own boastfulness. How he wanted to boast so much, and he can constantly said, "I can't boast in anything but Christ. I can't boast in anything but Christ and Him crucified." You know, yeah. he he it was like he was constantly reminding himself, "I've got to quit being so prideful." You know, and you know, for me, you know, I've, I've shared with you, I've shared with our church, I've shared with anybody who will listen. My struggle is laziness. Yeah. You know, I need to take the time to do the things that matter and not, not just veg out and watch Wicked Tune Outer Banks or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or recently, recently it's been gun smoke. I've been watching a lot of gun smoke. Oh, goodness. I love the gun smokes now. I actually like Chester, the original guy that was with Matt Dillon, more than I like Festus. Chester was funny. He had a stiff leg. I think he actually had a stiff leg, like a fake leg. That doesn't matter. That's <laughs> what we're talking about here. So quit bringing it up, Gary. I'll stop. But um, all right. So anything else you wanted to kind of sweep up and uh, bring bring out? Anything anything more that you saw that maybe would be helpful? You think to our listeners? No. And uh, if if our listeners do have any questions, they're always free to write us. Yeah. Yeah. We're. We're we're very responsive. If you want to hit us with a Facebook message, we'll we'll respond. If you want to hit us with an email, we'll respond. Um, share these podcasts if you can with your friends. Uh, hopefully, especially if 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 it's somebody you know that needs the the help that we offer through the Word of God, definitely definitely let your friends know about it. Because um, we we would love to be as helpful as we can. Amen. Um, Garrett, I think I think. Next thing we need to do is we need to plan for a uh, out of context one, because brother, I was in my daily reading today, mm-hmm. and and I found the big one. What's the big one? I can do all things through Christ <laughs> who strengthens me. Right. Yep. Yep. And nobody ever looks at the verses around. They think that that means that they can do such awesome things, such wonderful things. God has given them so many gifts to do so many cool things in their lives. They can finish a race. They can come in first in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, cornhole. They can do all these awesome things, right? They they should definitely, they should definitely read the context. So yeah, that'd be an awesome verse to go on out of context with. Oh yeah. A good one to start. Philippians 4.13, for those of you who have never been to church ever, 
or have ever never seen a Christian t-shirt or ever seen a Christian plaque or ever seen a Christian quote on somebody's Facebook or ever gone to a uh, athlete's Facebook page or their website. Just in case you didn't know which verse that is. (laughs) Did Tim Tebow wear that on his face? Uh, Yes. Yes, he did. Okay. And he beat Alabama with it on his face, if I'm not mistaken. To bring everything first, full circle. That makes it true, then. Jump pass. Um, (laughs) It's going to be a jump pass, Saban. So, uh, yeah. But uh, I, I look forward to doing that. Um, maybe we can get that done. Uh, not going out of town this week. Um, so it's not going to be like the past three weeks, it seems like. <laughs> so we, right. might have, we might have some time to actually record a, another podcast for, for our listeners and get that content out there. Um, uh, so if that's if, I, if there's nothing else, uh, I'm good. If you're good, I'm good. All right, well, uh, you guys, hope you enjoyed listening, and join us for uh, episode three coming to you soon. Peace. If you like our podcast, hit subscribe, like it, and share it. Follow us on Facebook, Small Town Pilgrims, and on Instagram, at Small Town Pilgrims. If you have any questions or ideas, get your own podcast. I'm 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 sorry. <laughs> or you just want to talk, you know. You know, message us or email us at smalltownpilgrims at gmail.com. Until next time, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.